was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 93. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about where does your ideas go? Are we truly hitting a recession? What we can do as brands and businesses and uh, going from opportunity to getting paid what you're really worth and more. Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? No, nah, this is good. I like this. We're going to mix in uh, the business knowledge to hopefully help creators avoid what is uh, appearing to be a scary time with this recession. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get to it. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And shout out to everybody who is listening through the audio experience, who's watching through the video experience. And we appreciate all the reviews and the comments that you always leave. Shout out to y'all. And then, of course, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one live streaming uh, platform that allows us, as Nikki and Moose, to create this podcast from an audio standpoint and a video standpoint. So everything that you see is done by Ecamm Live. So if you want to try that out for 14 days for free on us, go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash Ecamm. You feel me? Come on. And Moose, how are we feeling? Ah, man, feeling pretty good. It's been uh, um, a good week I had a lot that was on my to-do list that I finally knocked out on Thursday, which I was like, ah, man, I think it was been laying, weighing on me for like at least uh, almost two weeks. So no, I'm, I'm super blessed, man. Uh, even Mubarak to brothers and sisters around who are celebrating. Uh, I mean, this would technically be after the holiday somewhat when you listen to this, but the time that we're recording it, it is uh, Eid. So shout out to everyone who is celebrating uh, the, the festive holiday for uh, our Muslim people. So, yeah. Even more to everybody on that note, too. Yeah. Shout out to the holidays. I'm always for the holidays. Always, Me? yeah. Uh, I had one of the most frustrating days ever creating content mm. uh, this past Friday, where uh, for those who follow me on Instagram, uh, I do this content therapy situation, and I felt like upping upping the look of it and feel of it and everything went wrong. Everything from audio to focus to the exporting to it just, everything went wrong. Just Instagram not working. Just so started at like three or four and it wasn't ever posted until like midnight. So, wow. But the thing was, uh, through the frustration, I created content over it, taught my community about it, showed it on stories, and got a bunch of DMs on some, look, 
I love how transparent you are because you could have stopped and you still posted the joint. And people seem to be liking it, so I'm I'm going to do it again. Hopefully it won't be that treacherous next time. That's like, what's up. Yeah. Recording by yourself with new ideas in your head is always a tricky situation. I just want to put that out there. It's always a tricky mm -hmm. situation. No, for sure. And you're doing multi-cam, like you're doing multi-cameras on that one, right? It's like I was one camera. The, oh, it is okay. No, but I'm yeah. saying like it's 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 two. It's to me, it feels like two, two cameras characters. because you have two, two characters. characters. There we yeah. go. Yeah, two characters yeah, do so. different angles. Uh, it's like a little scripted out. Yeah, I love it though. I think it's good. I'm glad you pushed through. Yeah, me too. I guess. <laughs> she said, yeah, about that part, but yeah, right, we're here. Right. But uh, let's get into this episode. So, y'all know, uh, I got to do something that inspired me real quick. And shout out to the FAQ podcast because they uh, interviewed DJ Jazzy Jeff. And he says some soul fire off of this concept of ideas that he learned. This is this is not his original one, but that he learned, and I wanted to talk about it for a little bit. So, uh, check this out. What is the richest nation and what is the richest land in the world? It's the wealthiest land, piece of land in the world, and everybody, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and he he looked at everybody and he said the graveyard. Damn. And he said, because that's where most of people take their ideas. I walked out. So, okay, so let me let me start this one off. I, I almost walked out when he said the whole walkout. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. I like Turn I almost did that because and, and, and not in a bad way, but like as creators, we sometimes hold on to ideas for like special timing. Right. So in his example he was saying yo some music producers like hold on to their best ideas hoping that it would be for a specific person like yo i'm holding this for nas i'm holding this for jay-z i'm holding this for kendrick and never gets to them so we never hear it so i'm i'm also thinking from like uh an entrepreneur standpoint of we hold on to like okay Here's the, the right season for this. Or when I have this particular person for it, then we could do this. Or when I, and it's like, you want to create ideas and bring them to life. This is why we are thinking of them, right? It, it came into our head for a reason, not for it to get buried, not for it to get pushed aside. It's more on how can we create it right now and how he said, be left on empty when it comes to our ideas. I'm like, okay, because I've been I've been appreciating, you know what, let's let's space things out a little bit more, this mm -hmm. then the third. But of course, there are certain things we you know, there's always something that comes up. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes we don't revisit ideas and they do die. Like they, they're nowhere to be found. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what are some things we could do to avoid that? Like granted, write it down, 
go check over it on a seasonal basis. I, I, I. Like, I get that. <laughs> but even that, you're still pushing it to a certain season. You feel me? Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm now like, what do you, what do you do? Do you like, do you like minimize, not minimize, but like, do you slow down the ideas that are coming in so you can give the proper attention to the ones that you have? And so they don't necessarily die because it never was birthed just yet. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, if, I if I didn't birth you, I technically right, didn't right, kill right. you, technically, right? Technically, you did not come oh, out of man. my body yet. So I don't right. know if right. that is an idea just yet. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and, and it's like there's so many different ways you can look at it. Because from one standpoint, I can understand or I can value the opinion of it has to make sense from a timing standpoint. And, and I'm not so much the saving it for a person because it's like that's, that's faith, right? You don't know if this person or individual or group that you're saving it for is going to be supportive or into what you want them to be a part of. But from a flip side of it, I do think of it, I think of ideas even from a business standpoint, more a little bit of a linear fashion. And I'm always of the model of what are people going to be, what are people going to need next? And what are they ready for now? Because if I give you something that you're not ready for or something that you no longer need, then it could be a good idea but it's not going to necessarily make sense from a business standpoint. So of course, just as a business-minded person, I think about it from both sides. Now, the concept of how to hold on to them to some degree, that's interesting. Like immediately what comes to mind is maybe delegate the, the parts of it that can be implemented or applied right now. And, and if it's something that you're super passionate about, have some portion of your energy dedicated to it so that it stays alive. But I would have to agree, or I, I don't know that I have the answer for it in terms of like how to, how to nurture all of the ideas that we come up with so that they stay alive. That's going to be a, uh, that's going to be an interesting one. Right. So, so people, if you have, this is more of a conversational basis thing. Like yeah. if you have some ideas, but I've, I've found that like putting it, I understood that as putting an urgency to your ideas. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, yeah. you, you never know what's going to happen. So why don't we stop holding on to them thinking that it's going to happen when it possibly can't like yeah. the same thing where people are like, you know, you only live once and, and they treat certain parts of their lives you know, kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen the next day. You know, let's, let's live this to the fullest. Let's, you know, put these things a priority. So I'm, I'm thinking of that, like, as people who come up with ideas, that's like, that's a gift. Not everybody can come up with ideas, good ones and multiple ones. So yeah. it's like, what do we, what do we do? Cause I don't, I don't want my ideas. To be in the graveyard. You want my ideas to die. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want my ideas to die with me. That sounds so. Ah, uh, sounds so negative. I don't know. This is me. This is me. So guys, uh, go in our comments, DM us, let us know your thoughts. Yeah, you know I mean, let us know your thoughts. But 
this next part, I feel like we're going to go uh, real into this because uh, we keep hearing this word, recession, recession, recession. Are we going into a recession? Are we in a recession? Recession, recession. And the great thing about saying that is it's not like the other one when we had the pandemic where you right. get banned for saying the other word. Uh, oh, and then id. But, you know, fill that in. So we were watching a uh, a YouTube from Sean Kennel. Shout out to him. And he was talking about how do, like, creators prepare for the recession? And I'm like, okay, well, how does personal brands and businesses get ready for the recession, right? So he brought up uh, two interesting tweets that we're going to go over where one of them says, companies will be spending less on activations and less on digital media. What does this mean? Uh, plan less money from YouTube ads and expect Twitch new ad incentive program to take a hit too. So secure the bag while it's still offered. Also less money from brand partnerships and activation. Uh, supporters slash viewers will be going through the same rough situation. Don't expect same tendencies of gifted subs, donations, and regular subs. Also, don't be tone deaf. Bring up free ways uh, people can support watching your uh, watching your content, engaging on social, etc. So I figured, why don't we come up with three ways that personal brands who are growing businesses can prepare for the recession. What do you think, Moose? Yeah, no, that's phenomenal. I love oh, it. You go first. Yeah, as far as my first one, I always think that one of the things that, will, and by the way, just as uh, maybe like a fine print, a disclaimer real quick, uh, it's, not a, it's not a fear agenda. And, and be mindful of this as you approach the word recession and, and you consume content and news and information around it, there is some media sites that will try to use the word almost as a scare tactic. They want you to panic. They want you to feel fear. They want you to stress and have anxiety and not be able to think and really approach this in, a, in an intelligent way where you can come off on top or, or you can get through this situation on, and on the other end of it be in a better situation than what you started. So be mindful of that. Although we're talking about the recession, this is in no shape or form is, is used to scare you, but more so prepare you and even excel you, right? Excel you forward beyond this or accelerate you. So when it comes to any times like this, and it should be really a seasonal thing, but even more so in a recession, you should always look to the people who are currently paying you and thinking about how can you better serve them before they start considering about cutting their expenses. Mm. It's difficult to reach someone when they've made the decision that they're going to scale back on their expenses, they're going to cut back on some services, they're going to just push some people out, and you happen to be one of the services that they deem to be an accessory. Uh, a nice to have, but not a need to have. So, when you start making your calls and trying to build the, the relationship and stitch it back up at the moment you get the call saying, hey, 
you know, thank you so much. You've been great, but we'll see you next season. We don't need you right now. It's a little uncomfortable, right? They've already made the decision. But if you're mindful of this, you should already be making calls, reaching out, looking for ways to add a little bit more value or extend some additional services, whatever they may be, to make sure that the people who are currently paying you are satisfied with your service. Almost reminding them of certain things that maybe they haven't been taken advantage of. There's a lot of times that clients or customers don't get the full value of what you could provide to them simply because they don't know how to use it or they don't know that you offer it. And you'll be surprised that when you start engaging with people, especially if you're a service provider, when you start engaging with your customers and just listening to their problems a little bit more, you'll start to know that they have services that you can benefit from that you didn't maybe even know they existed. You know, again, I told you I represent uh, uh, some, some partners and we have discussions with maybe people that are providing services to the business. And I'm always curious to talk to them and figure out how are we doing in maximizing every dollar that we're paying you? And it, and it sounds like a funny question, but I'm really trying to be honest. Like, are we doing a good job of utilizing the money that we're paying you, utilizing your skill set and your resources? Is there something else that we can do better to make sure we're getting every dollar out of it? So I'm saying if I were a service provider and I have clients, well, I am a service provider to some extent, but I would, I would do that first, Nick's. I would reach out to my customers, my clients. And I would start looking for ways to add more value to them before stuff hits the fan and they're considering on cutting back, whatever the case may be, I no longer could be one of those people cut out the door because I was proactive in making sure I'm adding more value, I'm making sure their needs are met, they're taken care of, they're prepared for something like this. It's rare that they're going to want to cut you when you do that. And that's so good. That kind of leads... To the whole conversation we have later, but <laughs> no, that yeah. um, yeah, no, that that's so good because now you're almost making it to a point where it's you become a need and not a want, and we're big mm-hmm. on that. Like, yeah, how can like I'm the last person you're gonna think of when we're talking about cutting things down? It's just like, hold on. This works perfectly or this like this continues to go up or we have no problem because so and so is going above and beyond. And it's like. And you kind of say is is it we shouldn't wait till a recession or a big situation where the economy can go down to even move that way. We should move that way at all times, because at any point. It, it, an economy going down is just more like nationwide, worldwide, whatever. A, a brand, a company can go down at any second and they may have to yeah. make cuts today, tomorrow. Like, like it, it doesn't take something to happen, to, something happened to the economy for them to be like, hold on, let's make some, let's make some cuts. Right. And if we're not, going above and beyond and just taking that extra step. And there's nothing wrong with that. And when we get into this conversation more deeper, um, you'll understand kind of where we're going with this, but it is so crucial in this time just to prepare on some, 
okay, this is a good check I get. I mean, like yes. this is, especially your good ones. Oh, this is a good check I get. I'm never going to assume I'm safe. That's good. I'm going to still ask, yo, what's a, what's, what's the plan? What are we doing? Like with this situation, I have one where uh, they have an event coming up. Yo, whoever's in charge of it, let them talk to me because I want to make sure that this thing sells out. I don't have to. It's not mm -hmm. part of my stuff, but especially if you believe in the brand that you're working with the clients or whatever, right? If, if you believe in it and you want to continue to work with them, you see what else they have going on without necessarily asking. They're like, Oh, you paying attention. Oh, you support it. Oh, Oh, hold on. Let's right. look out for this person because they're, they're proactive. And that's the big thing. Like, Staying proactive. Oh, man, I had this conversation with an individual who won't really hear this podcast, or maybe they will. I don't know. <laughs> but um, but it was more like there's always a question on what is this person doing? What is this person doing? Right? And in response, the individual was like, yo, I can't do things 24, like, in, in a 24-hour time period, I can't do this. Like, what more do they want from me? And I'm like, just be proactive. You mm -hmm. wait till they tell you what to do. Or you go based off of, here is the line items that we go through. I'm going to do this. And that's it. And I'm going to wait till you actually tell me to do this. And that's it, right? To where... Especially in this season, people are looking at the those who are looking for looking with the best interest of the company mm. and who are thinking a step ahead because the company in itself is thinking of higher issues. And so if you could alleviate the thought process and the stress of this particular part, regardless of how big or small your role is within that client's uh, whole scope of things, they would appreciate you a little bit more. They wouldn't question mm -hmm. what you do. They wouldn't, like, they wouldn't bring up, like, oh, well, we want to give this person more money. Let's take away this, because what have they been doing? The, I never want in my lifetime to ever hear, yo, what, is this, what does Nikki do? Mm. I never want to hear that. What do you mean, what does Nikki do? Like, I'm highly documented with what I do. What are you talking about, right? Like, I never want to hear that. I've never heard that, so I'm good, right? So it, it's important, just like how Moose said, to just go above and beyond. Now, my, my number two situation, uh, which I thought Moose was going to say first, so I'll say it as number two, as like, you have to diversify your money. Like, Talk about it. It's not just about your main service or your main product. And it's like, yo, that's bringing in the money. So from the tweet that we saw, you know, they were 
it was geared towards like creators. So, you know, you think of YouTube, all the videos that you create, you may be getting money from AdSense, YouTube AdSense, right? Or from Twitch, they have their whole thing or whatever from Instagram through Reels, uh, badges, Facebook, however you get paid from a media side of things, right? For creators. Mm -hmm. Now, for personal brands, there's, I mean, there's multiple ways of, of making money. Now, if you're selling a product, are people going to cut that down from buying that? Do you have a community, right? Are you doing events? Is that going to take a cut? You know, do you, um, have coaching consulting, right? You, there's, as a personal brand, you you get to set up in several different ways. If you only have one or two set up, you're in danger. Yeah. You're in extreme danger. Like me and uh me and Carl made uh had a call and we were like, Yep, it's merch time. It's merch time. It's time it's the community's been asking for it. It's merch time, right? Once that's in place, it's going to be merch time for the podcast, you know? So it's like, boom, the consulting's on, on point. I'm already thinking, okay, the, the conversation of agency has come up. I've, I've narrowed it down to content agency when it does come in place because it makes the most sense at this moment. Can it grow into something bigger? Cool, maybe, but for right now, uh, it may it may be that. Um, then you know, just having multiple things tapping into the influencer side, all this stuff, right? You have to look at what you have and be realistic with something's going to take a hit. Mm. Something is going to take it, and though, and I was. Oh, I forgot what it was. We posted something on TikTok of, of uh, Steve Harvey, and he was talking about multiple streams of income from a past episode that we talked about. And somebody was like, why would you need if that one thing that you love is paying you the most, right? And it's yeah. all, it always goes to you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You don't. There's no way... That is, that makes sense. Like if you have one job, you're in danger. Yeah. And, and that's scary because even for me coming up from that world of like nine to five and, you know, you want to get the six figure job and so you're good, blah, blah. I've seen, um, and, and to be super transparent, I've seen like my father get laid off, right? Wow. And scares of my mom losing her job too and having to maneuver that way. And it was a real situation that like, oh snap, like you may be cushioned. We may be living good at a certain point. And then granted, I never felt it as a kid, Shout out to my mom for making sure of that. But 
internally for her, there was a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. Why? Because you, you depended, not her, but I mean, people depend on that one thing and don't have certain things in place. Regardless if it's a small side hustle, regardless if it is, is it's something that you have intent to take over the world, whatever, as long as you understand your foundation, you can have multiple things with that foundation. Shout out to C. Yeah. He always breaks it down with the whole tree trunk situation. You know your foundation. E's foundation was speaking, right? Then there was books. There's merchandise. There's events. There's programs. There's all this stuff that goes still under the foundation of speaking. Are you diversifying? If not, this is the time to do so because yeah. we have to prepare. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. And I, I, I love I love that you pointed that one out, because anytime I I want to light a fire under my own butt to make sure that I'm I'm still being mindful of that tip, I always just say, and you if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or on the live show, I'm sure you've heard me say it, but I say one is too close to none. Right. If you have one revenue stream or, or one source of getting paid. Well, that one is too close to none. So if they leave, if they decide to go in a different direction, if they decide to uh, maybe have you sit on the bench for a little bit while they get their stuff together, well, you're going to be left with none. So I, I am definitely in support of that. One of the things that I've heard and I thought was a great kind of principle to use for building yourself up to these multiple streams without confusing your current consumer base or client base or audience, even yourself really, is that, and I think especially in the online world, people with the idea of niche, they probably take it to extreme practice sometimes yeah. where they don't understand that you can be niched down in a specific demographic, but not necessarily uh, maybe cutting away opportunities from yourself at the same time. Like, yes, you want to focus on one thing, but not to the point that you're eliminating or limiting certain opportunities from you. So I love this principle of you can do multiple things at the same time. You just can't market them at the same time, right? So I can do coaching, consulting, and maybe a live event, but it's recommended that you're not trying to market both of them simultaneously with all efforts. Because then, of course, you're going to confuse your audience. So for those of you who are wondering, well, how do I get that build up maybe multiple streams or, or diversify and not necessarily confuse my audience? Well, just know that you can do multiple things at the same time. Just don't try to actively market to both things at the same time. For me, I go a little bit more extreme. I try, I like to do online sources and offline sources. That that's for me is the way that it, you know, it just makes sense. So if the world and the internet were to crash for 48 hours, God forbid, knock on wood, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you still got some offline stuff and vice versa. If the offline stuff were to go down, well, you still have something that you can rely on online and put more energy there to keep things going. So yeah, definitely think about what that means for you, uh, whether that be picking up, you know, an, an extra gig on the side, like you mentioned, through a side hustle or something like that, or simply rolling out a different service, a different type of thing that you bring to the market so that people can benefit and 
make use of during the recession or during this time. That's good. I like it. What you got? What's the last last one? one, man. Last one. You cannot fly blind. All right. This is this is so critical. And by not flying blind, I always say get to know your numbers. You'll be surprised at how in good times, most people are not really in tune with what's happening in their books. What does this cost them? How much money they're making from this? It, it, it's not of importance, right? And I tell, I tell Nikki this actually all the time. I say, it's not that I'm driven by money, but numbers is a good way for me to keep score. I don't necessarily need to be making a gazillion dollars Although if you're willing to pay me a gazillion, I'll take it. I'm just saying. But I don't need to be making it to say, oh, yeah, like uh, this is. No, I'm not saying that. But it's a good way for me to make sure that my efforts are contributing to winning the game. Like I'm I'm succeeding at the game that I'm playing. At the end of the day, I'm still a numbers guy and I want it to make sense. So numbers is a a great way for you to do it. But when you don't know your numbers, if you're not mindful of your profit margins, your average expenses on a month-to-month basis or how much you're bringing in, you really don't know what you can afford to do intelligently and what you can't afford to do intelligently. For some of you, you might need to invest more. Maybe maybe you have, you're sitting on too much cash. Like you, they say, maybe save, I don't know, three, six, 12 months, depending on what is best for you. Maybe you're sitting on too much cash and you need to figure out ways to better invest. If you don't know your numbers, you won't know that. For some of us, we actually might need to pull back and, and, and cut back and, and look for ways to minimize spending a little bit So because maybe we're doing some unnecessary spending. Again, you will never know if you don't know your numbers. So I would say, man, just, just take a you know, couple hours, uh, do a nice little run through your statements and see, okay, like maybe I'm spending a little too much uh, eating out. Maybe, maybe. I need to go back to the meal prep uh, life. I need to start cooking at home. So I'm just saying, man, you you cannot continue to fly blind, especially in, in, in what you know people are saying could be a recession. It's always best to know your numbers so you can know what you can afford and can't afford to do. I agree with that. I'm not even going to go on that because you're the numbers person. I got <laughs> nothing on that. But I do got a bonus one. I do have one bonus one. Um, during or to prepare for this recession, I would say figure out a nurturing system for your audience, mm. right? Um, as, as you saw in the tweet, kind of just like, you know, figure out cool ways to, to allow your followers to still support you. But I'm going to say, find cool ways to still be in their lives, right? Don't ask for nothing. The, when we went through the pandemic, we saw a lot of brands do a lot of things for free. That's going to be the same situation now where not maybe everything is for free, but this is the time where they're going to remember when there was a low time who was just there for them and who was there for self. Mm -hmm. So how can you still create maybe a free service, free, uh, I don't know, 
course, free something that is clear that this is a seasonal thing, right? Because some people uh, did extra live shows or created a podcast or whatever just for that, that pandemic season. And then when we were back outside, they went back to the regular schedule. So in this, in this vibe, how are we preparing to still be present in our audience lives, in our clients' lives? What are we doing that still adds value to them that we're not expecting them to do anything for? I don't want you to do anything. I don't need your money. I just want to be able to still serve you in some way, shape, or form because long-term, that means more. Long-term, they're going to be like, when I have my dough back, I'm going to spend it on them first because mm. other people, when I needed it, was still charging me a guap of money. These people over here just continue to add value and they didn't have to. So, and we remember, and this is going uh, a little back and why they still have some kind of longevity. This is why Versus did so well. Yeah. Versus was free. We watched it all. We were all in, it felt like a club together, right? Now they've monetized and now you they're selling tickets to different venues and, and things like that. But we remember what they did during the pandemic. So of course, I have no problem putting up some bread to be at a live event. Because I yeah. remembered all those times that I saw it for free when I sh shouldn't have. That's good. So, yeah, that bonus, figure out a nurturing system during this time period. And we don't know how long this quote-unquote recession, w when it'll happen, if it's already happening, how long is it going to be, but still have that these particular tips in place because it's eventually going to happen the way that this is yeah this is speaking of, it's 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 going to happen and your audience your client base is going to get hit some way shape or form so it's a good word it's a good word it's a good word with that uh let's give all shout out to one of our favorite people, or at least one of my favorite people, but I'm going to assume Moose is too. Yeah, um, mutual. Yeah. yeah. Favorite people in the world, uh, Inky Johnson. He was currently on the pivot. Shout out to the pivot. Um, and first off, y'all need to watch that because that was really good. That was wow. an amazing interview. But from our standpoint, he said something that a little bit hit home for me. So I, had, so I had to hit him on the side about it. But um, going from just wanting to be there, having the opportunity to be in the building and to serve, to finally getting what you're worth and finally putting a price tag to what you do is what he covered a little bit on the pivot. And we're going to talk about it. Throw them cats over there. I was like, yeah. 
He was like, all of them getting paid more than you. Mm. I was like, okay. He was like, and you better than all of them. And he was like, not only are you better than them, he was like, you care more than them. Man, don't be out here on the road traveling and doing that to your family. Wasting time. I was like, I got it, respect. And so at that point, it changed everything in terms of business structure, in terms of opportunity, in terms of preparation. You know, I view it, I view it different. Now, Moose, here's my question to you before we go into responses and everything. How many, can you count in your head, how many opportunities that you look back and you're like, man, I should have charged. Man. Uh -huh. I, uh -huh. Like looking back and being like, the people who were involved that were getting paid yeah. are nowhere on my caliber. Like nowhere. Like, yeah. I see you, I respect you. Right. However, comma. Me? Yeah. So, like, in your head, how how many? Is it a handful? Is it, like, several <laughs> hands? Is it your hands and feet in your head? <laughs> like. You got to get borrowed arms. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, what, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, and that's, it's got to be, be a good amount, man, because I noticed that there isn't a time where I've priced where, you know, someone really flinched like, whoa, no, absolutely not. You know, and, and, and every time you charge what you think you're highest, you get people who are like, oh, bet. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, low key, you're like, wait, I, I just increased. I just thought, I just listened. Like, right. what, what happened? Yeah. So no, it's... Yeah, it it happened quite a bit and and it's it's what I landed on was speak to other people. Like you almost want to make friends with your competitors to figure out what is their pricing model. You know, and, and I think I saw this actually online where they were saying female entrepreneurs or female creators should collaborate together so that brands don't take advantage of them. I remember that one clip. So there was actually a situation that we were pricing for recently, and I called up Marshall. I was like, hey, Marshall, quick question for you, man. I know you work with these people. But what's the situation like? Like, what are you thinking? Because I'm here trying to do, and he, was, he just kind of told me flat out, like, hey, I think you should go this way. I'm not necessarily involved on that side, but if they asked you, I think this is what it is. So it, to answer your first question, it's happened quite a, quite a bit. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not upset. I don't take it, you know, too personal. It just kind of shows that how much we undervalue ourselves, which is crazy. But the way I'm trying to offset it now is to be a little bit more strategic and not just rush, not price based on, again, what people can afford and, or me trying to meet my, you know, dream home budget. It's, it's none of that, but can I speak with people in the industry or those who I know are doing similar work at a high level? just to make sure that I'm within striking distance and it's a competitive price. So if they are price shopping, they're at least going to see, oh, okay, it's pretty much reasonable. That's an industry standard. And that's ultimately, I think, what we should all be striving for. Yes. And in the, in the interview, he was talking about like, yeah, I was just happy to be in the building, right? I was just yeah. 
like to say that I could possibly get paid for speaking is like, I just want to be there. Like now mm-hmm. at the end of that clip, he was like, yo, I got my business structure. I got, you know, things had to change. And we've seen Inc. work with some of the best people. We know there's a bag. Shout out to Inc. We know there's a bag, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to ask him on the side, okay, you gave the, the, the quick answer over here, right? You gave the, okay, business structure, team, uh, uh, uh. What exactly did you do? Like, mm. how do we actually raise our prices? How do we actually get paid what we're worth? And this is what he said. You know, I looked at, in terms of my pricing structure, my business structure, like, what do I have to offer? In terms of my knowledge base, the people that I'm serving, like, how can I increase what I'm charging and still make the customer feel as if they got an amazing deal, right? Or a great deal, or, you know, I provided more value than they felt like they had to pay for. And so what I did was I increased my interaction with the people that I'm coming to serve. And so what I mean by that is if there's a company that I know want me to speak or come in and do a keynote or do a session, and the reason I use company is because corporate is my number one source of business. Sports is too. And so what I would do is create as much interaction with them as possible. And so what I mean by interaction, whether it's calls, whether it's, hey man, I'm gonna be in town on this day. I would love to be able to get with you guys, you know, to sit down and do lunch. Hey, are there any books that you guys are reading? Right, that you can send my way. I would try to get as much information as possible and knowing that, like, I'm going to really read it. I'm really going to study it, right? For a couple of reasons. I want to go in and I want to be sharp and I want them to understand that I value what they do. But also, now I have enough content to be able to go in and add sessions, right? And so what I mean by that is I can go in and do a keynote. Now I can go in and do two breakout sessions. Now I can go in and do a Q&A and turn the Q&A into a whole session. Now I can go in and get creative. That's good. So, look. That's good. Look. I immediately, immediately hit him back. Was like, first off, mind-blowing. Because... Some of us will charge extra to spend time and to be on Mm -hmm. the phone for an extra meeting or two or whatever. And I'm always big on leverage and flipping what is happening. And he's literally saying, yo, I'll gather all the information I can, read the books they give me, have all the side conversations because I need that insider language to be able to present them with different breakout sessions, different uh, meetups, whatever we want to create, I can get very creative with what I'm doing because I, I know the insider language. I know exactly what they need. I know exactly certain keywords that other speakers have no idea about. I could say, they could say the very generic stuff based off that 
that company's industry, that, you know, that team sport, whatever. But I'm going in with certain a certain language that was only within that company's culture. Who do you think they're going to go with? They're going to go with the person that feels like an insider. And now I can raise my price because there's no other speaker doing that. There's no other speaker touching on these particular pain points, speaking the way they would. And all I have to do is have lunch. All I have to do is ask them how they are, check on their family. What are they reading? What are they doing? What podcasts are they listening to? That's all I have to do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, the the amount of being personal doesn't get talked about a lot. That's real. It doesn't That's like real. the human side of business and not such a transactional vibe is so underrated. It's like Mm -hmm. such a cheat code. Like he's using it as a cheat code. Like me being human, me creating relationships is going to get me further than just being a really good speaker. Like that works. That helps. Absolutely. It gets me like in the room. Mm -hmm. But it gets me a higher tax bracket when mm. I could be personable, right. when I could treat you like I've known you, I know exactly your come up. I know exactly the things that you need in life based off why you're here. I'm like, yeah. all right, let's be more personable because we come from the 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 vibe of I come here to do a job. I did my job. I'm out. That's it. But he's like, oh, no, there's work to be done before. And it, and if mm. they want to eat after, as long as it, you know, within a good time frame and, and I see the benefit of it, absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. I know that dinner could possibly bring two other more people with the same type of business or different departments. And now I go from one spot having one gig to three different gigs. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean, and I I don't know about, you know, most people, how they've interpreted the word professionalism or being a professional, but typically it's putting a boundary around how personable you can be in a professional setting. Typically, it's understood that when I'm a professional, I don't talk about certain things. I may not get too personal with questions or things of that nature. And maybe what Inky is describing is not that, right? I don't know that Inky is asking about people's families. And, you know, he's not saying, hey, I use that as my gateway to increasing my fees. He's really just showing you that I went the extra mile where people of my status, people of my influence world-renowned speakers who are already in demand, they don't have to do that. I'm still looking for ways to go the extra mile. You know, I've always shared that one of my philosophies is that if you stop doing what got you to your level of success, you'll eventually lose your success. 
And that's the part that a lot of people don't get. And they often fall into that trap. They think that, well, that's what I had to do when I was first starting up or when I was first in a come up. I don't have to do that anymore. Could be true. But if you really take that to heart and completely cut it out, or you don't do it in a different way, maybe because maybe maybe you're the one, you're not the one who has to do it. Maybe you can find a replacement. But what you did to get you to your success still needs to be done. Again, you don't have to be the one who's doing it, but you've got to find a way for that thing to, to continue to get done because it is in the DNA of what gave you that opportunity, gave you that platform. So I like that where he's at, he's still finding ways to do it. Now, here's a maybe like a secret little insider tip for those who are maybe in the public speaking realm and consulting or wherever it is. If you're a service provider, there's one word that you got to really make note of. And it's relevancy, right? Or call it relevant. You call it being an insider, which is great. At the end of the day, let's all be honest. Much of the information that is shared is generic, right? You can ask anyone. Uh, give me three tips on how to be successful. And it doesn't matter if they've accumulated billions or pennies. For the most part, they can give you three tangible things that you should do to be successful. What makes it different, though, is when I can know enough about what's happening in your office, in your company, in, in your specific situation, that I can tie in examples or solutions specific to that. That relevancy that sniper-like precision or accuracy of how this can benefit your situation is the difference between getting paid $5,000 and $10,000, $10,000 and $50,000. That's literally it. It's you have now enough experience and you have a way of getting so in, intentional with your messaging or what you're doing that you can speak exactly to what someone's experiencing. So, I think that's another thing that he acquires in being able to give me, I love what he said that, the, tell me what books you're reading. Like, how can I be better in tune with the culture by reading the same books? I was like, that's, that's brilliant. I really liked that icing on a cake. I'm about to start asking people, what book are you reading? What, yeah, what, what book get, are you reading? Let what me, book are you reading? Let me get that real quick. Let me. Yeah. No, it, it it's, it, like I said, it's mind blowing. And, I, and we had, you know, side conversations about it on like, we just not, and we have another clip from a, like a service-based situation that almost took the same kind of approach, but going, going back on like an earlier conversation from that individual about just being proactive, this is an, an amazing way to be proactive. Like just saying, Taking saying yes to a lunch, saying yes to an extra call, not okay, yeah, just book it on my calendar. Um, and, and you know, once you pay the invoice, I'll, I'll gladly get on the phone with you. You know, like mm -hmm. if the if there's already a potential of securing the service, or if the service is already secured, right? Take an extra call. It's okay. Yeah. Answer right. the text message with urgency. It's okay. Answer that email quickly. It's okay. But I, I think, and I'll say it this way, like, 
you do that because you're scared that the money won't continue. People who like does what Inky does are very secure about, I know you're going to pay this. I know you're going to, we're going to work together. I have no doubt in my mind that once you see what I do, game over. You may be saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go above and beyond because you're scared that the money will stop. So you might as well milk it out as much as you can. If you you want to do this, okay, that's an extra charge. That's an extra charge. That's an extra charge. But now that becomes an extra an expense. And then when we are in this recession mm. and they look at what they spend money on, you're going to be the first one to be cut because you added extra expenses that shouldn't have been there. When... All you had to do was what is the what is the big what is the big picture? Securing this, securing this uh retainer, securing this big uh gig, re- securing this event, secu- whatever it is, what is the big picture? And how do I secure it from a very small standpoint to a big standpoint? And and still having that hunger and that grind. I, I appreciate that. And um, Moose brought to my attention, and, and we don't really go too much into the service base, but what this uh, lady said, and I'll, I'll let Moose set it up, pretty much goes along with what Inky said of just being personal. So, mm-hmm. um, Moose, if you could set that, that vibe yeah. up. Yeah, it just it, it kind of came up and, and fit perfectly with what we were talking about. Jessica Holtz is this young lady's name. She's an agent for some of the top players in the NBA. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, Devin Booker, Cat, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why... I know. Booker, 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 Booker. <laughs> Try saying that six times. Booker, 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 Booker. Oh, man. So... Uh, hey, he said that with a little conviction, too. Devin Booker. I said, it's so good to quote no, that. No no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I had to come back. I said, Devin Booker. You know, but no, the the reason why I thought this is dope. First off, if you've been following, you know, just sports in general, both Devin Booker emphasis on the Booker. All right. Both he and Kat signed max deals this week. Devin also, I'm going to say only his first name this time, uh, renewed his shoe deal with with Nike uh, into, I believe, like 2029 or 2030, something crazy like that. My point is this young lady is responsible for a lot of what has happened in the last week or so in the NBA with some of the biggest contracts. I think she's just closed nearly a half a billion dollars in contracts. So here's an agent who closed a half a billion dollars in contracts. And here's what she has to say about her approach with your job is to make it so that they can worry about what they need to worry about. You take care of what you can take care of. Um, and just sort of be a support system for them in their careers. I, I take it personal, I will say. Um, it's, you know, they, they've they become friends and, and it's not about being their friends, but it's sort of, we're, we're partners in this. And, you know, I, I care, I care a lot. Um, and so working day to day, it's, 
you know, every little thing that needs to be taken care of between myself, our team, our broader company, you know, and what are your dreams? What should we accomplish? What's the timeline for accomplishing them? What deals can we get you that, you know, position you in the way that you want to be positioned? So good. My favorite part about it is her telling you that she looks at this as a partnership. And this is this is the place where I hope a lot of us, especially those who are service uh, in the service industry or we provide service based services. I was going to say that doesn't make no sense. But, yeah, let's just say Go that. Ahead. I'm with it. Uh, yeah, I'm with it, too. But this the, get, getting to a point where you are partners with your clients, whatever you whatever barriers you need to remove to get to that position where you feel comfortable in being partnered in their business, in their success with them, I can guarantee you that's where a lot of the magic happens. Because at that point, you're no longer counting the cost. Meaning, you're not saying to yourself, oh, they don't pay me enough for me to do that. Or they're not going to appreciate this. Or I'm not going to gain benefit from that. Why would I do that? That's going to make them better than me. All right? These are all uh, really low-level uh, just I don't I don't want to just call them insecurities, but just issues or thoughts that will never allow you to experience the level of success that someone like Jessica Holtz just explained. Right. You got to get to a point where you can establish partnerships with your clients. And, and again, I'm not saying like official partnerships where you guys are business partners, but just in the way that you structure your work relationship or the dealings of how you guys go so that you can go all in for them and you treat it as if it's yours. That's where you're going to create maximum impact. That's where you're going to get these types of clients and opportunities. And people are going to want to refer you. People are going to want to work with you. They're going to want to pay you extra, even though they know they can maybe get something similar elsewhere for less. You know what it is for a client to say, I'll pay you more, although I know I can get this something, something similar for less. It's the convenience of knowing that you are going to care for my stuff in a way that I know this next person isn't, and I'd rather spend the extra money to stay with you. We have a history of winning together, so I want to stay with you. So that's definitely one of the things that I really appreciated in her approach is that at the end of the day, she's treating this like if I'm a partner, I'm invested in it as if it's mine. Even if it's, you know, I'm, I'm, she's not the one necessarily playing basketball, but you know what I'm saying? She's involved in it in a way that it's hers. And I think that's why you're seeing the success that she's having in, in being able to negotiate these deals for her, for her clients. Facts. I ain't got nothing to go over that one. You got that. <laughs> said, that was good. Um, Take- yeah, you said that perfectly. Yeah, there's, there's some things that you just don't have to go over. I promise you. Um, listen, people, uh, we got a really dope after show coming up. Um, I'm calling Audible. This is going to be for my introverts, all right? It's going to be for my introverts. Um, definitely go check out the after show. Uh, if you have Apple, it's the All Access Squad. So go check that out. Follow us on all social media platforms. Shout out to all our YouTubers because we're over 10K with that. Uh, hey. we're, uh, we're on the road of 10K on Instagram lately. Okay. Wow. 
and follow us on TikTok. We're doing good over there. Facebook, Twitter, wherever your favorite platform is. Moose, final words. Yeah, not just because we're going into a recession. Do I want you to take this, you know, with a with a little bit more care or diligence, but it really is a rule to live by. I wrote this the other day and I said, more valuable than what you make or what you make doesn't make you valuable, but the one who made you does, right? It's about that part of it. And also understand that as I'm referring to the creator, that is who also created the people that you're dealing with. So be kind and treat people fairly, man. That's the best way to get ahead in this world.